0: The evil of corruption reaches into every corner of the world. Corruption lies at the heart of the most urgent problems we face. Welcome to Confidential Brief where Chad Thomas takes you into the stories behind the issues facing our society.
1: It's just past the midday mark. It is Monday, 19 December 2022. We start this show with breaking news out of Nazarene. The top seven have been announced at the African National Congress. The Treasurer General is Gwen Ramukhapa. The second Deputy Secretary General is Maropene Ramukhapa. The first General Secretary is Momvula Ramukhapa. Mokon The Secretary General is Fakile Mbalula. National Chairperson stays the same, Gwede Mantashe. Big Shock Deputy President Paul Mashatile has replaced David Mabuza and retaining his presidency is Cyril Ramaphosa. It's gonna be a very interesting time leading up to the 2024 national elections. 2023 is make or break for the ruling party. And of course, we'll be keeping you updated each and every Monday on Confidential Brief as to what is happening in your world. Joining me in a couple of minutes is Mike Sears, and we are going to be chatting about his program called Human Unabridged. I'd like to remind you, of course, that the views expressed on the show aren't necessarily those of myself or Chai FM
0: confidential brief is proudly brought to you by rubber roofs the trusted name in roof
1: waterproofing confidential brief is proudly brought to you by rubber roofs which is the trusted name in roof waterproofing this has been an incredible year in fact i say to people it's three years crammed into one we had 2022 to deal with But of course, we still had 2020 and 2021 to catch up on, considering that we were in the midst of a pandemic those two years. It's taken its toll on so many of us in so many different ways. And I'm honestly convinced that we are living with some form of Stockholm syndrome. I believe that the virus held us hostage in our own homes and that people haven't quite realized the devastating psychological effects. My guest today generally joins us to discuss security-related issues. I thought today would be very fit, seeing that it's the last show for Confidential Brief for 2022, to discuss his program, Human Unabridged, and to discuss more what people can do should they be going through a traumatic episode in their life, what they need to look at, and of course, you know, how we get through these tough times. Michael, welcome to the show. Chad, uh, good to see you again. Thanks for having me. Uh, big up to Gaefer. Eh? Michael, it's unbelievable. Um, we're coming to the end of 2022. I say we've crammed three years into one. I think this year has been more intense than most. I see a lot of people aren't taking leave this December. They've just got too much work to catch up on. What are your feelings? Certainly. I Personally, I think the
2: year has been in, incredibly transformative and it has felt like it has Uh, crammed a lot of time into a short space uh, in terms of what we've had to do. I also feel that we're coming out of COVID and uh, what you mentioned in terms of Stockholm syndrome, you can certainly say that the research has shown that issues as far as depression, uh, suicidal ideation, suicidal attempts in children in young adults has increased dramatically. And anxiety disorders have increased dramatically amongst uh, adults and children as well as depression. I think uh, the one thing that COVID did in terms of the isolation and the fear that was attached to it, uh, there was a significant amount of fear and uh, helplessness, uh, which is also part of trauma, is it, is it brought f- forth to a lot of us issues that might have been sitting behind veiled, closed curtains, things that we hadn't looked at for many, many years. So yeah, it was certainly
1: revealing. I wanna talk trauma. Um, people that have listened to the show over the last nine years, it'll be 10 years in 2023, know that I have been exceptionally transparent and honest about my battles with trauma over the years and how I used to self-medicate. I now unashamedly use medication that's prescribed to help me with the anxiety attacks. I call it my dark passenger. I know when my dark passenger's coming along. Um, but there still seems to be a stigma. How do people walk, work through trauma if there's a stigma attached to depression and anxiety? It's such
2: a good question, and it's an issue that I I deal with uh, daily in terms of my training of the South African Police Service, um, specifically the FCS unit, where there is a unit that is uh, responsible for crimes against children, sexual violence, and uh, crimes within the family. It's responsible for the protection and... Uh, upkeep of children's rights they they even have issues with being open about the distress that they're feeling and the and the severity or uh, and the nature of the distress because it's a mental issue it's a psychological issue there is still a, a stigma attached i think what people must realize as well is that you don't necessarily have to reach out in terms of a professional Uh, Sometimes you can look into doing things yourself to assist and to facilitate management of your own psychological issues. But part of being resilient is being able to reach out to each other and to, to be able to create a network of people that will give you support when you are under distress. So sometimes you've got to be brave and take a leap in terms of reaching out to people as far as your support for psychological
1: issues. It's part of the growth process as well. I realized that by not dealing with the trauma the way I should have and not facing it head on, it became exceptionally destructive. And if I hadn't at the at a certain point in my life addressed it, I don't know whether I'd be sitting here today chatting to you.
2: I totally understand. As you well know, I've, I've also suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, I think I was diagnosed in 2009, just at the beginning of 7 Era security. And that was directly due to the work that you and I have done. I also did very much try to self-medicate and had major issues in the past with substance abuse that I've had to overcome. And so, yes, a lot of us, especially when you have a psychological disorder like trauma or post-traumatic stress disorder, more specifically, will show it in certain ways. As far as avoidance, like you mentioned, if you had have gone into an avoidance situation in terms of the nature of your own distress, you might have sat in a position where there was nothing further you could do. You had to acknowledge to yourself the reality of the distress you are under and reach out, and that's inevitably what caused your salvation. And most times, your salvation will come with from within. Sort of to answer the question that you asked earlier about human unabridged, human unabridged is... Uh, The culmination of my experience specifically in the security industry, but also in terms of the training, doing trauma resilience training and psychological training through psych action and under the uh, guidance of Dr. Moore Friedman, as far as teaching people how to be resilient to stress and trauma. Um, It's really giving people and making psychology that is effective, accessible to everyone, regardless of where they come from or what their financial means are.
1: Such an important conversation we're having today, the root causes of trauma, how we can go about overcoming it and the different methods available. We're continuing the conversation with Mike Sears straight after this.
0: Confidential Brief is proudly brought to you by Rubber Roofs, the trusted name in roof waterproofing.
1: Confidential Brief is proudly brought to you by Rubber Roofs, the trusted name in roof waterproofing. So we're discussing trauma with uh, Mike Sears. Mike and I have chatted many years about the issues relating to security. But, of course, when you're talking security, you also talk about the fact that people get affected um, by contact crimes, violent crimes, different forms of trauma. But in my investigations over the years, I've found that people can suffer trauma from a whole host of things. And one of the things I've picked up over the years is an issue such as fraud you know people don't realize how divisive fraud can be family members may have introduced other family members unbeknowingly to a to a, a fraudster that fraudster then takes the money that family falls apart it can even lead to thoughts of suicide and in some severe cases there even has been suicide our conversation today centers around ways and means to try and treat this and and like i mentioned in 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 the opening earlier there's there's so many ways and one of the worst of course is to self-medicate i'm a victim of self-medication mike you mentioned you were a victim of self-medication what should people do and what are the warning signs that they're suffering from anxiety so uh, first let's address the post-traumatic stress
2: disorder in terms of many different events creating it you're absolutely right it is it is the one and only anxiety disorder on the DSM for the Diagnostics and Stat- Statistics Manual uh, of the American Psychiatric Association that as a diagnosis requires an external event as a criteria. And whatever that event might be, and it might well be a fraud, a, a, financial, a financial injury is to the psyche the same as a physical one in terms of the fact that it can very well be life-threatening. And that is, the, that is the criteria in the external event. It must be some event that you deem as life-threatening or serious enough to cause you serious harm or injury. And if you do so, that can then become the traumatic event that creates the post-traumatic stress disorder or that uh, began it. So what can you do is, first of all, there are many, many ways you can assess yourself in terms of your levels of distress and anxiety. There are online, uh, quite a lot of questionnaires and um, um, available information in terms of understanding your own distress. You can seek out support from an external party. I would recommend if you're going to see a psychologist, always go first to a GP because quite often uh, psychological disorders can be primed or prompted by some kind of a physiological deficiency as well. So a GP is always a good place to start because there are horses for courses in terms of psychologists, Chad, and experts in different fields as far as the disorders that they treat. Um, and then from a personal level, I, I have been training people for many, many years through PsychAction um, in terms of self-management tools that can be incredibly effective as far as dealing with your own anxiety and not only on a symptomatic level uh, but also on an understanding where it's coming from. How do you manage it and how do you again feel in control? Helplessness is in fact the key mark in terms of a creation of post-traumatic stress disorders, that feeling of helplessness. As soon as people have an idea that there are things they can do, they're not alone. Uh, They shouldn't feel ashamed about what they're going through. It's a normal human distress. Um, And they can already immediately feel empowered in terms of an action taken in in their own best interests.
1: It's, it's a very interesting subject, and it's a very broad subject, and there's so many different um, measures of treatment. Take us on your journey. Why it is that you decided that you wanted to help people, how it is that you came to give courses to the police, um, how psych action was born, what human unabridged actually is in terms of how it's going to help people.
2: Okay, so I think in truth uh, it's been about 10 years that I've been on a journey of, sort of self-discovery in terms of overcoming my challenges with post-traumatic stress disorder, which was diagnosed in 2000 and time. I also at the, at, at the time was diagnosed with a generalized anxiety disorder as well as panic disorder, and uh, later a substance abuse disorder, because as you know, very often uh, psychological disorders, they don't, they don't like to be alone, Chad. They like to kind of inhabit your brain with a pal so that you have what is called comorbidity where one disorder will usually trigger or indicate the prevalence that there's potentially another one. So after leaving 7 Arrows security and selling my shares and becoming really sort of demoralized with the security industry in terms of the fact that I felt that a lot of what the private security industry does is disaster capitalism. Uh, and when I say that, I mean, they profit off the suffering of other people in terms of the fact that they often provide a service to their client that isn't of the value that the clients pay or at least equal to that value. And also they exploit the labor force who works under very difficult conditions and extremely hard, rigorous uh, physical conditions. Three days, three nights, three off shifts, 12-hour shifts, are exposed to a lot of distress, a lot of trauma, a lot of violence, um, more so than the police in terms of the fact that we control privately, probably twice as many firearms as the military and the police combined in the private security industry. And we're quite often the first responders to events. We also assist the police in our capacity as private security officers. So I, I had grown wary of the industry. I had a fallout with my partners. I got, And I also started to feel the brunt of my own post-traumatic stress disorder, which at the time, Chad, I was quite avoidant of the reality that I was in. I couldn't deal with it went through a divorce at the same time. Probably also, in, in some ways, uh, the PTSD was to blame because I became a different person overnight. And you, I'm sure, have also experienced those moments where you don't even recognize yourself. Um, so from there, I've gone through a process of you know understanding PTSD in my from my own life, uh, substance abuse and other psychological distress, but at the same time being exposed to an exceptional process through psych action, which was initially founded by Dr. Moore Friedman. And uh, when she and she later brought me on as a partner and then now as a managing director, Um, but she trained me in terms of trauma resilience facilitation and and being a facilitator to many of our clients, British American Tobacco, First National Bank, the South African Police Service. Um, And I had an opportunity to teach other people things that I was still struggling with on my own. Um, But now I've eventually got to the point where I'm comfortable with myself. The name Human Unabridged is kind of a person being their whole self for the world, being able to tell their full story, the story that the world needs from us, the story that the world requires. Uh, And, yeah, I'm here, emerged on the other side, hopefully, Chad. Um, A little bit wiser,
1: a lot more present. Well, that's great. And it's it's so important to reach that point of realization for me um it took a very long time 25 years in fact and you you can't change the past you can only look forward to what the future holds but if you're going to allow the past to hold you back you're not going to achieve what you want in the future so true in fact
2: i often say that we are walking backwards into our future because we kind of preempt every day when we wake up with the selves that we were yesterday, and all the issues and the strifes and the struggles that we have with our significant others, you even judging yourself in that person by what happened yesterday. Whereas in truth, uh, only now is really real, the present. And, and the only thing we can do in, in terms of our own psychological state is sometimes uh, forget all those things you remember uh, and remember the things you've forgotten.
1: So I'm going to take a break now because. Uh, I want to celebrate something really, really important in my life. Those who've listened to me and um, when I've had, when I've hosted or stood in for either the morning or afternoon show, would have learned a little bit about my history. My dad was born in. Argentina in 1949 after his family immigrated there, and he was an absolute soccer fanatic. He came to South Africa in 68. he played for Maritzburg Shamrocks, and later for Durban City. He passed away um, quite some time ago, but I think he would have been very proud because uh, since 1986, Argentina hasn't been up there. But last night, that changed absolutely everything. Argentina, my team... Uh, really took the cup in such a magnificent way. That must have been the greatest football final in football history. And to celebrate it, this is my song for my dad.
0: Confidential Brief is proudly brought to you by Rubber Roofs, the trusted name in roof waterproofing.
1: But back to the show, you're listening to Confidential Brief, which is proudly brought to you by Rubber Roofs, the trusted name in roof waterproofing. In the hot seat today, my old friend, security expert, Mike Sears. But today we're not chatting about security. We're chatting about trauma, what brings it up, what brings it on, and what you can do to perhaps bring it to a a place where you can can hopefully manage it. And, and Mike, that takes me to the next question. Will it always be there? Or do you have to manage it if you suffer from anxiety, depression, etc.? cetera?
2: Um, difficult answer for me. I, in my heart, I want to say no, it won't always be there. Um, from a clinical perspective in terms of the actual disorder and its sort of prevalence over time, uh, most people would say you live with post-traumatic stress disorder and most anxiety disorders and you learn how to manage them. Uh, But there is such a thing as post-traumatic growth and there are certainly always rewards in overcoming those things that are keeping us from being more, from being the total person that we can be. Um, I don't think you... Personally, no, I think there is a life beyond PTSD but just the way you treat PTSD or you overcome it is you don't try to forget things that have happened. You you certainly unravel them within the context of your psyche and your mind and you take away a lot of the meaning and belief that you place with those events but you eventually get to a point where you can see that event for what it was and incorporate it into yourself and it makes you more chad it makes you better it doesn't make you less our brains people who have suffered from ptsd we are uniquely wired for dealing with crisis and chaos, and doing things that other people can't do. In terms of the work that you and I do, and a lot of other security professionals, we can go into harm's way and have a, a complete state of clarity and, and, and expertise and performance, which we generally don't feel, you know, during, during our normal lives. Give me a tax form, and I'm terrified. I'd rather go into a gunfight than fill out paperwork, Chad. You know, we are. Some of us are more primed towards dealing with those things. So it also gives you gifts. If you can, if you can make sure that it isn't busy, still killing you, and it it will in fact make you stronger. The balance is in making sure that it isn't still there in your underlying belief systems, in the manner which your body is always physiologically aroused, um, in your accident proneness, in your abuse of substances, in your relationships. That's the key,
1: is to understand that, to be aware of yourself. So you said something very interesting earlier. You said that these disorders don't like to be alone. They like to have a trauma. And yeah. that they cohabitate. And I've seen that. I've been in a situation where... I have the the beginnings of an anxiety attack, and there's medicine I can take for that. But then when my dark passenger arrives, I know that I'm going to be out of commission for a couple of days. It doesn't mean that I wouldn't be able to speak to you the way we're speaking now. It just means that I'm not going to be myself. There's this sense of foreboding. There's this there's this underlying issue. I don't want to speak to other people. I'll go through the motions of everything, but I'm not comfortable. I'm not in a happy place. And there isn't really much that I can think of that can help that dark passenger. In your expertise over all these years working with different people, what, what would you say to somebody who speaks about this dark passenger that just emerges when you least expect it? Because it's not when times are bad. It can happen same at same any it. time. Yeah, it, it's irrational. In some, sometimes it's a t-
2: totally irrational response to a non-existent situation, a panic attack. That's why it's so terrifying in the beginning. You know, and you feel almost like you're going crazy or you're going to have a heart attack is because it comes out of nowhere. But like you say, you can if, develop a intuition around when it is coming. And you can also do a lot of things on a daily basis, whether you are expecting an anxiety attack or not, that we would call active coping. Um, for example, just exercise alone uh, is specifically, you have to kind of look at both types of exercise a sort of low level exercise and then a high level exercise, you know, one that is sort of light exercise and one that is, you know, r- right up there in the aerobic or anaerobic state. Um, exercise is an incredibly effective way. Not only to condition yourself for the symptoms of a panic attack, because being out of breath, feeling a little bit dizzy, feeling a little bit um, stretched is quite often the way you do feel if you put yourself through a rigorous exercise routine. So it kind of conditions you to the physiological symptoms of it. But exercise also, when you do it frequently, um, creates a, a whole lot of positive um Effects on your brain your brain and your body are not disconnected uh, and and neither is your heart. They are all connected and work together So when you do rigorous exercise you you develop a type of fertilizer in your brain um, uh, That is uh, is a kind of neurotropic uh, It's called brain-derived neurotropic factor bnrp a bnrf, sorry um BDNF, excuse me, brain-derived neurotropic factor. It's a kind of like fertilizer in your brain that is responsible for all learning, all um, neuroplasticity, um, and you increase more of it when you exercise. You also, just by walking in the garden, doing any kind of light exercise, increase circulation to your brain, you increase blood flow, and that also increases your ability to deal with anxiety. Um, breathing techniques are very effective and another form of positive coping. Prayer, in fact, is also scientifically proven to be a very effective means of dealing with feelings of helplessness and being out of control. Um, listening to music, like the song that we just listened to, it's transformative. It can lift you out of a place in your in your mental state. That, and I, I know where you're coming from. Especially after a panic attack, you feel almost like a, a slump. Uh, like a heaviness over you and your neurochemistry slightly out of kilter. Listening to music is a very good way of also inspiring some kind of a spark again of happiness, of forward thinking, of positivity.
1: We're chatting to Mike Sears about uh, the human psyche and human unabridged. Before we go to break, I just want to bring you this message from the radio station I'm so proud to be associated with. And that's High FM. Um, High FM, of course, introduced that hotline, which did so much for people during the pandemic and carries on helping people. And they've now launched a new initiative for 2023. Are you a good teacher? Are you truly passionate about helping children learn? Are you willing to volunteer your help? Well, we at High FM are starting a homework helpline next year, and we'd love to hear from you. The homework helpline is not only for children in our community, but for all the children in South Africa who need academic support and help. To find out more or to be a part of this world first, you can email info at gaifm.com.
0: Confidential Brief is proudly brought to you by Rubber Roofs, the trusted name in roof waterproofing.
1: Yeah, you heard right. Confidential Brief is brought to you uh, by Rubber Roofs, which is the trusted name in roof waterproofing. Chatting today to Mike Sears. And in our closing moments, I want to talk a little bit more about the families, friends, colleagues, and associates of those that are suffering from trauma, be it post-traumatic stress disorder, be it anxiety attacks, be it depression, because a lot of people don't seem to understand the space that that other person is in. And that concerns me. So let's take the analogy I gave earlier, where you have somebody who themselves is a victim of a non-contact crime, say, for example, a, a financial crime they've introduced friends or family to it they've now got this guilt complex because they got taken but their friends and family also got taken they're going through massive trauma as a result of this what do families and friends need to look out for and how do families friends colleagues and associates help those that are going through that trauma what do they identify
2: sure very good question again um that's going to vary slightly depending on the age of the person that's within the trauma. So, in in terms of children, children don't exhibit exhibit symptoms sometimes the same way that adults do. Um, so it's a little bit more complicated. Uh, you've got to watch out for behavioural patterns. Uh, is is quite a a significant indicator of distress. Um, bedwetting that's returned, for example, after a certain time uh, that's inappropriate to age. Nightmares are a very common. Uh, one after a traumatic event with little ones. They will also sometimes become a little bit distant and dissociated. They'll remove themselves from their normal peer group. They'll become a bit more isolated, sullen, quiet. Their diet might change. Some of those symptoms are also applicable to adults in terms of your diet, um, uh, y- your sexuality, um, your um, feelings of interaction with other people. You sometimes will become... Um, Distance as well, again, difficult to speak to. Quite often, irritable is the one, and and, and even sometimes chat aggressive. Uh, Because of all the emotions, the anxiety, and the distress that you are undergoing, just trying to appear to come across as normal and maintain yourself in a situation, you don't have a lot of bandwidth or capacity to sometimes deal with situations that are kind of triggering you or causing you to have... Uh, to extend yourself a bit so you you they will come across as irritable again nightmares is always a very good indicator and insomnia is a very serious issue to monitor in terms of loved ones and your family after traumatic event if you're not getting a good night's sleep that's going to make everything worse so you know you've got to as a family member also look up on PTSD and Look up ways of helping people to be physically resilient and also how to approach people that are under severe distress because it is more difficult. Um, I've realized that my PTSD had a significant effect on some of my interpersonal relationships in terms of my ability to uh, have patience, um, my short fuse from time to time. Also, being a little bit disenfranchised from other people's distress, we we develop sometimes a, a kind of a quiet callousness, a thickening of the psychological, the spiritual skin, so that you don't feel the same as the average person anymore. And when they are exposed to crime or traumatic events, you're almost a little bit distant from it because it's 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 a common thing for you. It's part of our jobs. We understand the nature of violence. We are trained in our training uh, you know, in the in our early years, when you're going through training, in terms of how to use violence and how to and how to avoid it, it's more it's more known to us. So sometimes we don't actually We don't deal with people that have also suffered trauma in a way that seems empathetic, if that makes sense.
1: It does, and you know what? I know that I made people's lives a misery at a, at a time, and there's there's no undoing it. But when you're going through that healing process and you've accepted these issues and and you want to address them, there's almost like an expectation that maybe people will be a little bit more patient with you. But by that stage, you may have even burnt bridges. Um, is, <laughs> Certainly. Is, is it time that perhaps you, you realise that you can't undo the damage and you have to move forward. And whether people want to accept it or not, that's now on them. You need to make the difference and just demonstrate to those that still want to be around you that you are committed to change and that that change is going to happen.
2: Oh, I think you summed it up perfectly, yes, is what I'd say to you. I'd say certain bridges are burnt and you're not going to be able to repair them. I think in terms of your coming to terms with your own issues and Giving the opportunity for yourself to heal And, and those of other people um, you, you have a certain Obligation to approach people in In an attempt to heal Or address but they Certainly don't have to accept it and You also then have to move on The reality is until you are Happy with yourself in terms of I'm Comfortable with myself as I am now Because I live by the values of my life And my faith I don't really Care what other people think of me in the past And if I've given them a chance to to heal the situation, and with all sincerity, a way to make amends, and they haven't accepted it, I need to move on. I'm always available if should we bump into each other again, and obviously I mean them no harm, but I also can't hold myself back with all the failings of my past because otherwise, once again, I'm not focused on a a beautiful, bright, and uh, optimistic future, which I want to create by living my best life, by avoiding unnecessary harm and creating unnecessary harm for other people because I've embraced everything that I am. Mike, if a listener wants to get hold of you? Uh, they can get hold of me. The best way is to just go onto YouTube and type in in the search engine Human Unabridged or my handle is at Human Unabridged at sign Human Unabridged with Mike J.R. Sears um, and they can e- email me at 24-7 at
1: HumanUnabridged.com Thank you so much for today. I think it was the right way to end off the year shows. Um, it's Hanukkah. Um, it's the new year within a week or so and it's been a challenging 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 year Sweet so thank nice. you so much because you've shared with us some skills and you've spoken to us about the fact that this is the reality of of what's going on around us so thank you very much and uh, god bless everybody have a safe
2: and wonderful uh, year end and festive season thank you so much
1: if you enjoyed today's show, if you, if you know anybody that needs to listen to the show that may be in need of, of some advice, uh, the podcast will be uploaded. That's at www.chayfm.com. And, of course, there will be repeats of the show during the week. Confidential Brief was proudly brought to you by Rubber Roofs, the trusted name in roof waterproofing. If you're tired of getting contractors in to fix your leaky roof only to find out your roof still leaks, well, it's time to sort that leak out for good. Rubber Roofs manufacture and apply the rubber roof to your roof. Your roof will look great and won't leak anymore. Rubber Roofs offer a 10-year warranty. Rubber Roofs is the trusted name in roof waterproofing you can find out more at www.rubberroofs.co.za yeah find out more about rubber paint on your roof and what it can do i think a lot of people with these storms lately could do with that particular product i'm wishing you all a great Yantiv on this hanukkah and of course a, a a wonderful 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 2023 we'll be back on the 9th of january bringing you the news, the updates on what matters when it comes to this very complex world we're living in and that we are trying to traverse. My name is Chad Thomas. Thank you so much for joining us today.